0: folks, and welcome or welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, I'm again. And this podcast was brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis, a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's in Australia. He's been living here in Japan for the past two decades, eight years of which he's been actively buying, selling, and managing real estate properties in the city, On behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So his company has a dedicated loan officer in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts Panel Sessions. So you're probably already aware that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan, and in particular to family homes the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or if you just want to have a chat in English with a real expert, drop him a line on emil.gorges, that's E-M-I-L dot double e s gorgis at tokyorealty.jp hit him up today and start exploring your options okay so for today's J jrep session carrying right over from our web 3 and blockchain conversation the other week we're staying on the tech track and today we're talking smart homes and the internet of things particularly as it relates to landlords and rentals both short and long term So smart locks, uh, noise pets and other unregistered or unwanted guests monitoring, Wi-Fi control and beyond, marketing support, guest experience enhancement systems, uh, central heating, not just for spaces, but for water and other things as well, remotely controlled cameras and just automation in general software subscription models uh, as the modern-day substitute for purchasing a license outright, and a lot more. Oh, and we also riff on Matt's beard a little bit. So, really interesting conversation. Hope you'll enjoy it, and I'll see you again on the other side. All right, JREP session back in the house. We'll get right back into the conversation that you guys started offline. I'll just do a quick flash intro and get right back into it. Matt! Abandoned, yeah. no, abandoned, vacant, dilapidated homes anywhere in Vietnam. <laughs> garbage. Garbage, 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 homes for a dollar a piece. Uh, Emil, Tokyo <laughs> family homes and mortgages. And Tracy, short-term stay queen. Go ahead, and get right back. Oh, sorry, and me, investments and holiday homes. Go ahead, get right back into it. <laughs> what what um, were you talking about there? Uh, smart locks. Smart locks. Smart yeah, locks. Okay, so we are talking about
1: smart locks. Um. So, the type that I have in that I, I was using and I stopped using them. So, there are lots of types that if I, I'll sort of show on the screen. They yeah, kind of yeah. fit over the existing, um, it's called a SAM turn, I think it is. SAM turn mm-hmm. or thumb turn locks. So, most Japanese households have, you know, the the lock is a, a like a turn mechanism. it's the let's call it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah in, in Japan, at least. Um, <laughs> Uh, and these units, smart units, they fit on top of that device and they basically have a motor inside that will physically turn and turn the existing lock that's there. So you, there's no modification to the existing door lock. It literally just sits on top and it, like, you know, some 3M double-sided tape et cetera, that comes with it. That's how it is it, 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 on. <laughs> the, the,
2: the, way that you, the way that you're describing this, it almost sounds like you're, you're selling it like, no, 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 no. It turns the key for you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I mean, look, just, 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 just the reason that we started this discussion is that I am looking at, you know, really updating a lot of my properties with some internet of things, you know? So uh, at the moment there's one particular property. You need three keys because keys. there's the outer lock and then there's the internal like apartment, And it's like, you know, whenever certain people, you know, well-meaning people accidentally often take the keys home with them and that's that. Yeah. And then I've got to go and get them cut and, you know, refitted. So, you know, if I can you know convert people to a smartphone app, um, it's just hard because, um, you know, I know that when people land in Japan, they often don't have internet and then to download a separate app, but, uh, to get the keys it's it might be a little difficult so i'll just have to think about my onboarding my onboarding to make that you know make it even though there's really cool tech out there um, it's got to actually make sense and it's got to be easier rather than just and you know like fun to have
0: that's what i was wondering with these locks actually like what happens if you know you've been out all night run out of battery battery, there's no mobile phone to speak of when you get back home and then what So same problem uh, with losing the key though, right? Yeah. (laughs) Except Um, that losing the battery happens a lot more often. True, true. Yeah, so I've gone through this.
1: I've experienced all of these. This is why I've, so I've got maybe five or six of these devices and they cost about what, 20 to 30,000 each, right? And I stopped using them in all of my Airbnb properties. I had them on there for maybe a year in total and then I, I I stopped using them because of the exactly the the stuff that you described like the the management the fact that you know you have to connect to a smartphone um, uh, the, the bat- battery type issues onboarding people on how to use the app it's it, I think it's it's fantastic and they they're, they're all quite similar I feel like in terms of how they're going to be managed and the overall functionality. You basically go to the door and your phone will connect to the device um and there's different ways the older versions, you have to like my ones you have to knock loudly on the door and it will wake the smart lock up um and it will wake it and the bluetooth will activate and it, you turn on the app on your phone it takes the bluetooth and you just hit the unlock bu- unlock button
0: how does that you, go with neighbors almost. at uh, two o'clock in the morning if you're banging on the door
1: no because like it's just it's just your door right and you just kind of knock it's not it doesn't have to be an overly loud knock but it can't be a little tap as well um that that's really not not an issue what happens though is i think the idea of the device is fantastic um if it's for example an office you have an office or even your own home right where it's the same people same group of people that use the property right so onboarding only really, really happens once Um, and then people know how to use the app. They've overcome any issues with the app. They're able to download and sync it. Usually local residents aren't out, like, you know, the the battery sort of dying is something that, you know, just tourists have happened a lot more than people, like when you're local, when you live here, you're not going out all day touring the city on your phone using a map the whole day gone, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to work and coming back or or what have you, like, you know, maybe, maybe Matt's a little bit different, yeah, but ap- apart from that right uh, and like one solution I had I'll, I'll, I'll explain it in a second um, but for that like it's great because you can set for example if you've got a housekeeper or an office cleaner you can say okay the office cleaner can only have access their app is registered and they can only use it on Wednesdays between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m so you uh-huh. know that they can't go in and out any anything after that time okay and you can set with the like for each user account you can set the the times they are able to access it. And you can also view on your app or even get a notification, someone has entered the house or someone someone has entered or someone has left when they open or when they lock. And there's a full log history of it. So you know when your kids have come home or if they've stepped out, right? it, it It's really good for things like that. Or who was the last person to leave the office? Who was the last person to enter and then they wasn't locked? Um, and you can even do remote function if if someone sort of you know let's say there's a delivery or someone's come and they don't have the key they can give you a call and you can remotely um oh see that uh, would be really cool yeah Yeah. so it works it works like that however the issue i had with it in terms of uh, for short term and airbnb type stay is you know some of my houses i'd have like say 10 people stay or 14 people stay and each one of them would want the uh would want access so i'm like okay everyone download this app and tell all your friends to download the app then give me their email that they registered then i have to go on the app manually one at a time enter their email and say okay this person is staying from tuesday at 11 a.m until friday at 4 p.m right and i have to do that for 10 people you might do do that three times a week or what
3: yeah yeah, or we're, I, I, we're like this
1: to 200 people a month.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm currently testing a um an automation system that does that automatically um that sets the codes and actually <laughs> you know uh contacts everybody um directly so that's so that's what I'm testing out right now so um we'll it's, see how that goes.
2: This is a very interesting top because emil i totally agree with you for like for houses for offices for things like you said you know where it's sort of the same group of people for long-term stays it makes sense but you know is like you're talking about with the batteries losing your phone this that and the other thing like there's definitely some issues there but on the same side like there's like i've definitely stayed at an airbnb and taken the key home with me Right. <laughs> like Tracy was saying, that right. happens.
3: Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Right. And it's expensive so, to get those things expensive. recut. Or or yeah.
2: you're a nice guy like me and you actually say, Oh shit, I, I fucked up and you go back and you give it back, right? That probably doesn't happen all that often though, I'm guessing.
3: Um, um p- people so, we charge people. We actually have it like if you take the key with you, we're gonna charge you because I'm gonna have to get it recut. Mm. Um and yeah, that yeah. usually then you know people will i've had people post them back even post them back from overseas yeah. so it's been an interesting mm-hmm. exercise but yeah.
2: but like this so this basically to me the smartphones i think you're right sir for short-term stays smartphones present a number of challenges that really aren't easily solved for short-term stays but on the other hand there's got to be something better than physical keys, right? Lockboxes are probably a pain of Biotech eyes. will fix
0: all of that once we all have a Up, chip chip in, in our wrists. Yeah.
2: Right. Obviously, there's something like that. What What about like digital touchpads that oh. you can easily change codes the digital on? Digital so, touchpads,
3: but you can change and just remember. And usually, the four-digit code would be the last four digits of their phone, their own phone number.
0: Or something um, like that. Last right? place we, that can be we stayed generated. in, and, uh, we were shooting a video in Kyoto, and we we're standing staying in one of in a few of their machias, and that's that's exactly how it works. It's so digital touchpads. He gave us the code when we arrived, and then I, I, I presumably he would have changed it after we left. That yes. was it. Mm. The, yeah, the so, other the
2: the other fun thought I had was like you know if you go to uh, what is it that uh, burger shop in Roppongi. Um, burger joint, burger... It's from California. I haven't been... Uh, Anyway, that... You go to a restaurant and they give you you the buzzy thing for when your order's ready. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. in and out in and and out out, yeah. What what if you just had the buzzy... They have an in and
3: out burger? Sorry, that's a different...
2: Maybe maybe it's... I forget forget which one it is, but the other thing that occurred... What if you just had buzzy keys? So, like... You know, it's in your pocket and you leave, and once you get 20 meters outside of the apartment after your checkout date, it just starts buzzing wherever it is. Anyway, I'm just I'm just kind of shooting the shit here. But um, yeah.
0: But but it's tag, it's, it's it's tag. <laughs> uh, How yeah, about, the, keep, how how air about air the, the really the keypad the keypad thing, Tracy? Wouldn't that work?
3: yeah that would work it's just the the issue that i've looked i've looked at a number of i started looking at them a a while ago and and sort of got dismayed because a lot of the japanese companies were trying to charge me a per month per house fee to to manage the 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 dashboard and when you've got 25 houses and it's just like dude are you kidding me no like um, you know we'll put this in for free for you but then you're paying like 500 yen per house per per month it was like like you start doing the numbers that, and it's like doesn't no. scale <laughs> that's, no it scales for them not for me well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah 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 that's not when, not 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 exactly when you're running multiple model. properties there are a lot
0: of things actually that's something worth discussing there are a lot of things that because japan tends to be i mean people a lot of people who are listening from overseas might still have that um, very very outdated 90s sort of image of Japan being the most expensive place in the world but it's definitely not it actually has yeah. the price of a lot of what common western destinations that you'd go to and we ran across this when we were trying to find a property management system and um, a lot of the really good ones that we would have wanted to get charge you by the door but the amount that they charge you is based on the amount that they believe uh, you're getting in rental income which around the world could be a thousand two thousand three thousand bucks a month and here it could be a hundred two hundred three hundred bucks <laughs> a month and uh, it just doesn't it does doesn't work here right so, so same sort of thing but you're saying that's a Japanese company that's doing that
3: well there were a number of them a number of startups that were you know that were that were doing this and um and I couldn't um I not d- It wasn't enough of a problem for me to really you know do due diligence um you know in the us there's a bunch of there's a bunch of products that work really well and and there are property management systems that you know run 300 400 500 doors no problem um but they just don't work in japan um and so you know a tuna rock and a hard place but i'm really ramping up now on my you know my automation um, and my, I'm really putting into place some standard operating procedures. So this is on like back of house stuff. Do,
2: do um, you, do you, do yeah. you know Ash, Ashley Harvey? I I know Ashley. Well, Ashley yeah. might be a guy to talk to about this.
3: Okay. I wouldn't,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if he had a, a good answer for you.
0: Ashley's awesome. He's definitely on the cutting edge of technology, all thing hospitality related. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah yeah so yeah I'm, i've um actually i've been doing onboarding today with a with a the back of house system and and uh this is to set things like you know i have all the tasks in like you know when you're running a short-term rental you've got like every three months you want to go and change the the dunny the dunny sheets right the um the bed bug sheets and you want to go in you know every once a year you want to you know do a test on the the fire alarms and this is so that it's a scheduler for that and then it assigns the jobs and then it it just so that you can track everything because we were you know before the pandemic we were completely analog all paper um and it's like well you know let's when we're restarting again let's let's go let's go digital um and um really get some good systems and also that way I can do myself out of a job. <laughs> you know, yes. so, that I can, so that I can be doing something, you know, I can that's set this up idea. and have standard operating. That's the
0: holy Grail.
3: <laughs> and then do myself out of a job and then do the things that I really like doing. And that's finding properties and setting them up and you know, making lots of money. That's what I like doing.
2: <laughs> this is why I love automation and technology, right? Like I, I understand the fear of, of some industry, but for others, I mean just open up the time where you can still make
0: the money, and just use the time for other stuff that you exactly. want to do. Exactly,
3: that's what Matt, I want to. Right? Do. I just got to
0: say, with this, with this topic and this look of yours, you're so Jack Dorsey right now. Yes. <laughs> yes!
3: <laughs> that beard is getting—it's like we haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, Matt. It's, you it's, feel like bit. really well, epic. And the, the,
2: the background is really cleaning it up too. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me see about if I if I take that off. Um, but, no, the, there's there's a lot of, especially specifically this conversation about the, the lock stuff is happening in Inaka as well, which is highly encouraging because that's not exactly the spa- place that you expect. Um, so oh, yeah, it's not, you, you it's do look a bit as...
0: more uh, rabbi-ish with, yeah. uh, without <laughs> the filter on, without the background right. on. right.
2: Um, but, and to, you know, like it's, it's a good conversation to have because like everything and I always find out, it's a dynamic conversation. It's not saying automate everything. It's saying, Hey, this lock thing is kind of presenting a problem for like a lot of people, for example, what if that were automated and just mm-hmm. makes pretty much every, everybody else's like, if you end up getting, what's the robot from the, not the Flintstones the Jetsons, like ah. that, that, that gets rid of a blue collar job, which is maybe problematic.
0: But the lock thing, automate the hell out of that. I don't know how that's gonna, you know. Yeah. But so also, what the other sketch, things Tracy, the you scheduling. mentioned internet, internet of things. What other things were you looking at?
3: Well, you know, I'm just sort of comparing, comparing globally the global trends with what's happening in Japan. So globally, there are things like noise aware so noise noise monitoring systems um because mm. you know typically airbnbs have been party houses and uh and you know if you have a a noise um, monitor then when it gets to a certain point it'll trigger and will say hey you they're, they're,
0: they're making noise
3: that way you can sort of address it before the neighbors get you know call the police that type of thing it'd be cool um, if
0: you could program it with like like matt was just making that kind of <laughs> like you could just put in whatever uh, wave wave, wave file you want <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's off. on
1: the tv screen <laughs> <laughs> on the lcd screen monitor <laughs> <Matt's crazy. laughs> Yeah. or or, it's,
2: or or maybe it's like like a ghost house or something so you've got like thumpers in the walls and once it gets too oh, loud oh yeah like strange, somebody
0: going on with the brain. like
2: oh and you hear a sc- and then you just scare them into being quiet
0: <laughs> okay so no- noise monitor
2: what else
3: noise monitors also the 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 ring cameras at the front door so when i mean if this is not an issue for us cuz we meet every guest and we don't have a problem with people sneaking in sneaking in extra people or sneaking in pets that's a big problem in the u.s like people sneaking in pets that aren't allowed or sneaking in people um so there's the ring cameras that like the door cameras that do that um again there's uh there's when you sign on to the internet when you get the wi-fi you can collect everybody you can collect everybody's email addresses so that you can do some like some uh retargeting emailing so for, for for marketing um also if you've got too many people in the house it'll alert you there's a lot of it, like automatic trigger alerts um what other things that are people anything that makes do? the
0: guests experience more smooth or is it all just landlord oriented
3: some of it's landlord a lot of it is to you know so a lot of it was to try and help landlords scale easily, and also, you know, reduce the workflow, like reduce the regular workflow. Um, uh, again, I'm looking at things like scheduling all of the the safety checks and the um, and the the cleaning systems, and you know, the stock keeping the c- keeping the right amount of like cleaning products in, and so you can just be a little systems orientated that way. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, yeah, for the guest experience, there's a ton. There's, like, digital guidebooks where you can, uh, you know, you can automate a lot of the guest communications. I do that now. I teach people how to do that now um, on how to automate guest communications to, for the guest experience. Um, I'm already doing a lot of the stuff on the guest side. This is sort of back of house
1: that I've been working on. Um, Tracy? Yeah. Um, how is Airbnb now? Because like, I haven't used it. I haven't management company that managed from my remainder of my properties how are they with automatic messaging has Airbnb introduced that
3: they have actually they put brought this in um it's 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 automation light I would say it's a really um it's a lot better than it was so um this came in in uh 2020 actually it came in um that you could set the triggers based on like straight after a booking, you know, five minutes after a booking, you can have an automated message go out, and then ten days before arrival, or however you want to set it up. Um, there were certain triggers that you could set up um, the automations for, and that's that's a that's a really uh, a good way to um, to free up your time so that when yep. you get individual questions then you can um then you can answer give better service because you're not sort of frazzled and worn out just by answering the same stuff all the time you actually uh can focus on the guests when um you know when they've got specific needs Mm. it's, it's not too bad i mean it's not ai based it's not based on like you know if they see certain keywords then you automatically get a response back there's there's a couple it's a of things out there. Right? It's, just, it's just based on time triggers.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah okay. Because I remember there was one, like in 2017, 2018, when I was doing it quite heavily, um, there was one service that I subscribed to that did an excellent job
2: yeah.
1: you know, of of doing all of that. Um, that and it guesty? was just fantastic. Was no. That it wasn't Guesty. It wasn't Guesty. It was some smaller, I think, uh, a European company that okay. did it, but it would integrate with, you know, um, it integrated really well. And we're just fantastic with all the templates um, and the, the automatic sort of scheduling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was I used it for, for several years until sort of a hand that other management and yeah. I didn't do it anymore. But um yeah, it was really good. So I'm
3: just curious, wow Airbnb. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Um, it's okay. I actually tend to do all my guest messaging through my property management system, um, because you know I just want to keep everything in the same place so that we're not so that we're not looking at Airbnb and then VRBO and like <coughs> so that we're all, we're just looking in the one yeah. spot to do all the guest communication. So, um, but um, yeah, the other tools that you can get are things like you know the automated uh, guidebooks um and then you could even you know go the extra mile and have the automated upselling so if you if you've got a relationship with tour guides or um you know oh, private chefs or or uh, ticketing you can actually send uh you can integrate with those and upsell and give give uh you know, give tips and tricks based on um, based on your experience. So you, you would curate an experience. Um, and then Smart TVs would
0: probably play a good role in that, right? Like you could actually custom, like the hotels do, like you can, you know, click on the remote control and just get this and this and that. And you can just... Ah. There are
3: options that do that. So there's a company that... Um, uses a um like a mesh internet service so that when you when you get there and you get straight onto the wi-fi you actually have a welcome screen and that you can do things like um You can have a little video, and you can have like welcome to the house, and here's how you use everything, and
2: and then also sign
0: up for this if you need a babysitter for tonight. Yeah, which service
2: is that? Mesh networks are my jam. Like you start talking about mesh networks, (laughs) and
1: his eyes open. (laughs) Yeah,
3: they so uh, it's a company called StayFi, but they use um what's the company? They use a um like an out of the box um, hardware, and then all they do is just add their own firmware onto the top of that. or other right, right, right. firmware software. They do it like a layer on, so that they you can just plug the box in, and then you put put in your your um, put in the the layer of their stuff, and then you've got a dashboard that yep. you can um, yeah. that you can do. So, and it's a really good way of like, let's say you've got ten people coming to stay, like Emil was saying before usually you only get the email address of the main person who books. Um, Right, right, right. But, you know, you might have have someone who's come in and you've got three families staying in the same house. You want to be able to retarget to those. So being able Mm -hmm. to collect all the email addresses, obviously with permission and all that, you know, you know, opt-in, opt-out stuff, absolutely. But this way that you can actually send them an email and say, hey, welcome. This is specifically for you um opt-in click here and then you can be able to send them more messages later so that's what that oh can i says.
0: show off speaking of um speaking of smart technology can i show off and just give a free pitch for this really cool company that i've sure just, not just actually a while back i just haven't shown this um vice in the uk Oh, yeah. The
3: digital. that yeah. is
0: brilliant even japanese love it i doubt that they'll be able to you know sell it to the companies that hire them to you know change all the paper cards but they love it you tap it if the phone is new yeah, enough yeah, you just yeah. tap it on the phone and it comes up with your internet profile and they can add you to their Beautiful. contacts immediately mm. and for older phones they just scan the qr code which everybody's doing with line anyway in japan Right right right, right. yeah no and more paper, it's like it's, no it's, more it's, it's
2: it's like what ichiman Yen or something like that uh it?
0: the bamboo one is actually 5000 or 6000 yen yeah it's super the cool. metal the metal i think is ichiman or something yeah. i would i would have to go with that one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <The middle. laughs> yeah. yeah. We interrupt this broadcast, I always wanted to say this, we interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo and they offer a home away from home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, or if you just need summer quiet to hide away from the world. So they offer a variety of options for families, for corporate relocations, or simply if you're transitioning between homes in Tokyo. Now the properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities, and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. They've got fast, unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces, and fully equipped kitchens. And they're just a delight to stay in, a fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels, which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know they're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own, but long term or with a family, you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly. So if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home with comfortable Western beds, including all the necessities like baby bedding, children's toys, high chairs, you definitely want to reach out to Tokyo Family Stays. They've been at it for over a decade they're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator and as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the japan real estate podcast or nti and not only for guests if you're a property owner you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profits or a holiday home that you want rented out when not in use via short-term stays drop them a line today See how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth your visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at Emil.Gorgies.G.O.R.G.E.S at tokyorealty.jp. Yeah. Metalhead. Uh Yeah.
1: Um, I want to, yeah, when I was in the US just recently, there were a few people that had those and they just, oh yeah, you know, get your contact, just tap it and it just pops up on the phone like, oh, you you know, this is the person's info, save save to contact. Mm -hmm. Um, I had their photo, all that stuff. Um, Jumping on to sort of what, both, you know, um, Trace and Matt were talking about. Wi-Fi routers with a layer on top for management and mesh Mm-hmm. Um, setups. What? Um, so I. have One thing I've been looking at now, because you know, more just about house Wi-Fi rather than than, than short-term stay. Uh, controlling internet usage within the house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there's different kind of kids monitors and stuff like right, that. Basically, right, right. kids are being on YouTube too much, um, or you know, Nintendo Switch or whatever it may be. Um, I know Netgear have included the, there was a device called circle i think it's called um and that was basically a yes. household monitoring of of uh data usage so you can just go on the app and like the circle app and say okay stop all youtube activity or stop all youtube activity on my son's mm-hmm. ipad
3: and Aww. so it just it's at
1: a
0: wi-fi level mm-hmm. and yeah yeah
1: um oh, then, evil then, parent yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, Apple gives
0: you a bit of control over that with the family that's Mm. that's yes but like i mean that's on each individual device
1: screen time on each individual device and that's on an app but if they go to a browser and then use it and then they go to a different phone and use it or they go to the tv they go or the the tv TV yeah Yeah. youtube on the tv this is at, at a at a router level yep you can say no more youtube traffic on selected devices or on the whole household device the whole network, and you can do exceptions like you know parents' phones only are excluded from this. Um, yeah. So the Netgear now have this circle app installed, and there are basic functions which are not subscription. But then you can pay like I think like you know ten bucks a month for the subscription, which has more kind of monitoring and these other kind of controls. But um, what the, like that's sort of the app I've been looking at. But what are your thoughts? I want to do like a mesh um, setup, mesh Wi-Fi router setup because so i've got a three-story house and so we've got lots of dead spots
2: mm-hmm. which
1: um matt maybe you can answer this what device do you think is good for a mesh so for me- mesh networks are kind of weird and
2: you're going to want to talk to an actual engineer about those my interest in them is is specifically geared towards disaster situations actually because uh, they're not necessarily usually not based off of wi-fi they're based off of bluetooth and hopping from one Bluetooth enabled huh. device to another, to another, to another, to another sort of thing. wide the, scale, wide area. Right, and it. and yeah, and so these work, like for example, journalists in, in Hong Kong use mesh networks for communications because there's lockdowns on various, you know, Twitter and whatnot. Um, so it's a great technology. I don't have recommendations for the kind of thing that you're talking about right now, but Totally dig into it because mesh networks are super cool.
3: I know someone who can who who does that. Actually, he runs share houses. So um, uh, but often with your with your three-story house, the dead areas is because you're like because you've got your peaks are like overlapping each other and they're canceling each other out, right? Wouldn't
0: well, boosters fix that for you,
1: repeaters? It can. So so now I just have the one one router, one Wi-Fi router. See, in I've the got house.
3: one on each it's floor. It's in the middle yeah yeah
1: see i i don't i've just got one in one main one in the house so we have got some dead spots in some areas yeah. Yeah, but just like a, now
0: get a couple of repeaters stick one in each floor they'll just boost the signal yeah there's some, the house. there's
3: some signal boosters which work really well yeah. um and then all you need to do is just plug them into the wall and they they find the one they find yeah. the signal that you've got and then just rebroadcast the same signal like yeah. rather than having like for me i've got different different um signals on each floor. So I had to actually sit down and, and actually move the, the the frequency that they were delivering at so that they weren't overlapping each other and, and canceling each other at, out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But so so I was thinking that, but now just because I also want to do that that circle app like for the YouTube and traffic monitoring, I'm like, okay, they, that was a, initially a separate device, but now Netgear apparently have teamed with them and have it built into their mm-hmm. routers. So the Netgear router is one that has the main unit and you can have satellite units to just do a mesh. And, you know, if I can get something more costly and more fancier, then I tend to go that route. <laughs> That's my, my habit. Yeah. As you get older, like, you, don't, you can't spend so much on toys. We're, <laughs> renting, uh, um, we're renting another so. office
0: in the same building now, but it's going to be two floors above us. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely. I'm wondering how well the signal will travel. I mean, definitely of not course. through the building because that's concrete. But I think out the balcony and into the balcony, two floors above, we might be able to get away with a booster. Just run an Ethernet cable dangling down. Just run an Ethernet <laughs> it's cable. And and Those and were it. the we, days, yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but you know, back to the conversation about the Internet of Things for for short term rental and for houses. I, I think we had a chat recently on one of our other. Um, on a, one of our other uh, panels was about the difference between the us and japan in that there's often um central heating that you can control remotely so um like you like the nest thermostat type thing
1: right, right right uh,
3: like so that you can control how hot or cold the house is how to you know monitor the pool for example or um you know there's a whole bunch of stuff that's available we also pointed out that it only rental.
0: works if the house is actually insulated well
3: right it only works with, and also but see japan just doesn't have a lot of that stuff right now or if it does i haven't i've just been old school i'm not sure but um oh. but uh, there's not a lot of smart i mean there's a lot of things that you know are sort of kitschy that you can say you know hey alexa or siri you know write my you know write my um uh write my shopping list but that's just a digital version of an analog analog thing rather than changing your incomplete relationship with how you work with a house
2: yes please i like that latter thing much more one thing i'm curious about though is especially with um uh, blah, 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 the, the camera, what, what is it called, the IoT camera that you're talking about? Ring. The, ring,
3: the ring camera, yeah. yeah. There's a the whole
2: screen, lot of people who, of who oh, there's a whole lot of people who really hate those. Oh,
3: yeah, and, absolutely.
2: Right, and so one thing I'm curious about is, you know, there's the cool solutions, or potential solutions anyway, that are out there that we've been discussing, and how if, you, you know, in like an ideal situation, you use them like, oh my goodness, you can automate this, that, the other thing, blah, 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 blah. I'm also curious, though, about especially in a Luddite country like Japan, what the effect on potential customers and how that affects your marketing activities. Uh, what potential is there? Because somebody might just be like, whoa, give me the key. I want a key. Like, what is this
0: touchpad thing? That freaks well, she me out. Your service is mostly um, foreigners, though, right, Teresa?
3: I service mostly foreigners, but, you know there's really a it's a it's a push and a pull thing really between like the people often the people the reason people don't like cameras is that they know they're going to be do, trying to do something dodgy right and <laughs> so you know yeah,
0: so a, just opening a whole can of worms there you Tracy, know, with that discussion
3: i know it's like if, you, if you're planning to do something dodgy you're not going to like a camera
0: or uh, i just don't want to be on camera that's
3: why they make love hotels and and to be honest i really you know i'm not someone i don't really you know once you're in my house i don't really care what you're doing like as long as you're you know you know as long as you're not like doing anything illegal i don't really care um so and but there are some hosts that you know want to like micromanage their guests and i don't want to do that either so there's a really you know first of all you've got to be vetting your guests really well making sure that they're a good fit for you and then trusting them to be adults so that's, that's my point of view. But then there are some people that want to like stare at the camera and, oh, they're being naughty. I'm going to punish them for that. It's like, oh, I, I'm <laughs> not that. Oh, my goodness. There are, so, there are hosts that are like that. But um, There's also so a line to
0: walk here, I think, with the um, when we're talking about balance. I mean, a lot of the things you've just described in the last like 44 minutes or what, um, they all come with subscription fees. And yes. I'm, I'm noticing that you know, as the entire world is shifting to this, rather than buy something and own it, pay me a subscription. Um, yes. There's a limit to how many services I can I can sign up for on a given month, right?
3: Well, but uh, I as a as as a I've got two hats, right? I've got a you know I'm I'm a consumer, but I'm also a software developer. As a software developer. Who makes apps for um, for mobile phones? The subscription model is way better. You can you can offer like a one or a two dollar subscription, and you've got the incentive then to keep updating and to keep adding new services. So as a developer, it's so much better to 100%. have. A
0: subscription. I completely agree with that. Um, but as a consumer, as a I consumer, rack up two hundred of these one dollar subscriptions
3: you've got to be on top of it and then yeah. you can get then you can buy a service that will then unsubscribe you from all the things that you've forgotten that you've subscribed to so there's there's it's just again a new way of human behavior interacting with the machines that make our mm. lives easier so you know you do you do have to you know the 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 software developers make it really easy to sign up for a subscription and make it very hard to sign off and mm-hmm. i get that so just as a consumer you've just got to be uh, you've just got to use discernment about um, what is going to what is going to make the best impact in your day to day life, and what's going to help you be more productive, and what's just and what's just a dingle dangle that is is a bright and shiny object. You've got yeah. to you know you've got to have that discernment and and have that you know. You know once a month once a you know once a quarter put your ceo hat on and go do i need this service is this adding value to my life if not then delete so you've got to have well, that as a discipline i think i think it's
0: actually- and that easier sorry go ahead matt uh, i was just going to say to a certain
2: extent too like i i agree with Viv, your your critique about like well geez i can't you know if i have a bunch of subscriptions suddenly i'm you know paying however much per month and that's not tenable I would say though that there's also um, an incentive put on the, cons- the landlord side of, cons- of consumer to like, if it's a good, if it's a smart person who's doing this, going step by step, figuring out, oh, okay, that product worked for me, I'll keep it. Oh, next one that we tried, that one didn't work. If it's a smart landlord, they'll do that and they'll amass and they'll, they'll see ROI increase they'll have the funds to further reinvest in their own business. And ultimately... That that was
0: what I was going to say. It's actually a lot easier from a business perspective. If I'm running a business, providing a service, it's easy for me to see what benefit I'm getting, how it factors into the ROI, how much it's costing me and how much it's saving me. But as a consumer who's subscribing to things because I want to to have something, I need something Uh, in my daily life, or I, I hope that'll make life smoother for me. If I'm then introducing an hour or two a month of reviewing all my subscriptions and seeing which ones i want to opt out of i haven't really made my life that much smoother have i well yeah I, <laughs> you know I mean, there, yeah.
1: there are different you know there are some some services that we think the, the previous so there's two ways like buy outright and then there's the, the ongoing service model right subscription model i used to think yeah, you know, there's still something like software like microsoft word right i don't need the current one like my one which is four or five years old which i own outright for microsoft office is sufficient i don't need the the subscription model the 365 and all that sort of stuff i just don't I'm not in, enough of a user but things like um spotify okay mm-hmm. uh, music yeah give me subscription i don't want to have to buy music okay i want like whatever kids movie my kids are just watching now i want to be able to to just hey put on you know the sing to soundtrack Right, and I was, I was just screaming about this on LinkedIn earlier this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah so, I, so agree you, I agree with you, though. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it depends on what it is, right? And I'm not going to listen to those soundtracks forever. They're temporary, so I like the subscription. I don't like the data being stored, having it. And similar with that, you know, I said before that that app circle, which is um, built into Netgear, but you have to pay a subscription for it. It's like, okay, you can have some basic features and basic monitoring, or if you want the free thing, you can buy your own router that you can put your own layer of software management on it and do and manage it, but they're clunky as hell, right? Mm -hmm. Like those third party ones, they're really clunky, not user-friendly because it's developed for free and there's no real incentive for the company to, to keep updating it or what have you. So I'm happy we to pay? have
0: the option though. How long will we still have the option to buy something outright? Because mm-hmm. it looks like um, more and more um, that option is not being offered in a, on a lot of channels anymore, right? It's just, this is the only way we work. Take it or leave it. Right?
2: I'll also say, Tracy, you might be able to comment on this, uh, the open source community itself with... Uh, alternatives to, for example, uh, the Adobe Suite um, is rather quickly, especially for Mac, uh, becoming less and less productive, losing developers and all of this stuff. So it's not even just, oh, when are we gonna lose the ability to buy something outright versus the ability, or rather, a forced subscription. But there are also the third option is going the open source route, right? And a lot of open source projects, GIMP, for example, uh, which was a really excellent open source photo or uh, image editor, as almost as powerful as, as Photoshop, although certainly more difficult to with a higher what do you call it, difficulty of use, um, hasn't had a Mac developer for like three years now. So it's like a pretty busted project product on on mac that i i know how to use so i still kind of use it but yeah so this is actually a very big worry of mine it's not just buying outright but also like open source alternatives seem to be going down right now
3: well i mean, I, I can comment i mean this is sort of not real estate based this is a sort of software based but you know as an app developer in the in the early days of the iphone you could only sell you could only buy apps outright and then you bought it on the original iPhone, but then your customers expected that to be free updates. You know, if they bought an iPhone two or whatever, they still expect to be able to use it on As an iPhone. The app. right, right. You, you've bought a new. You, you're quite happy to shell out a thousand bucks each time to get a new phone. But the software has to be rebuilt every single time. So you know, if people say, "Oh, look, I've been a customer of yours for ten years," you know, I. I don't, but part of me wants to say, well, you know, what have you done for me lately? Kind of, kind of. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You've been a customer of mine for 10 years because you paid me five bucks 10 years ago. You paid me
3: five bucks (laughs) 10 years ago. And and the thing is the phone, if you still use the phone that it worked on, the app's going to work perfectly fine. You bought it. At that particular point in time, it works on that phone. So yeah, if there's bugs that come in later on, just give me a moment. I'll, I'll get I'll get to them. So um, right. that's why, as a as a developer, having a subscription model is is so much more incentive because. Because you know it's not this um, massive Ponzi scheme, which is like buying things outright on the app store is a massive Ponzi scheme. If you want the app to be continued yeah. to be developed today, then you need con- t- continually new new sales to uh, you know. Well, I-, I like I like putting food on my table. So but I'm, I'm kind, I kind
0: I of assuming when I buy software, I'm kind of assuming it's only going to be good for at best four years, right? Because that's usually when previous two or three models will become obsolete, right? So I'm kind of factoring that- Well, I mean,
2: that's the thing that Tracy was saying is like, you know, if you get the customer that says, well, I've, I've been a customer of yours for 10 years, the response to that is, yeah, and I've been doing work on the same product for 10 years.
3: Exactly. But, but
2: you know, <laughs> like pay me for I
3: understand that they're saying I've been really loyal to you for 10 years. And, like, I appreciate that. So, you know, uh, but part of me goes, I understand, as a consumer, I understand, but then as a developer, I've got to you know it's a different <laughs> different model
2: and, so. and again i think i think there's probably balances for like the automated keys and you know various management yeah. platforms for real estate as well as all other types of technology i think there's still we're in transition between that buying things outright and then doing script so there's still a balance in this way that hasn't yet well i mean for example for you know b2c right kind of stuff probably buying outright makes more sense but for like a b2b but in a landlord situation a different pricing model is probably more appropriate in a specific situation i can tell you that right? as a
0: consumer these days when i see something that's actually advertised as pay once and own it like mm. like my, my my eyes light up right yeah like, i want that <laughs>
1: yeah well what's zip what's something that yeah, you know, like the, the, one of the a recent thing that comes to mind that was subscription which you wanted as a one-off
0: um well office is fortunately Maybe. somehow still available um but that was one of the big ones for all of our office uh, pcs um,
1: but my um, microsoft office yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah microsoft office but the other thing is um again it's usually related to software but um the um you know Toonly it helps you create animated explainer videos or marketing videos it's, it's really um, nifty platform i always had my eye on that but it was always in a subscription model and then you know a few months back they suddenly had a, a sale for like pay once and own it for life and then i like yeah well
3: the life it's not life your life it's the life of the you know the life of the device or the life of the you know the app. Uh, all the apps yeah yeah but i mean fortunately
0: windows um windows and mac operating systems don't go that don't go obsolete as quickly as a a mobile device right so
1: how many times was the how many times was the annual like the lifetime membership was equivalent to how many annual subscriptions or how many monthly subscriptions
0: um i think an and that's usually how they price, price it dude. that's how like, you
3: price it normally it's like, like well, a five yeah. year are you going to use it you're going to use it for 12 months no no no
0: it you was know, more like it... i think uh two years i think they were going at five or six bucks a month and they just had a deal where you could get everything for a hundred bucks i oh, think two. two i think two yeah
1: i think to two years to three years for a life like equivalent of sufficient for lifetime membership. it's good value mm.
0: um mm-hmm.
1: but the place that like you know that i think there are some that are just seem obnoxiously more than that um mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, minutes, there's, there's a morning. Morning. i'll give you
0: another example of one that turned me off right like i used to be a big fan of master class
1: yep. oh big, right right yeah right.
0: I, I used to buy a lot of classes that i was really interested in you know i might use it in my professional or, or, or personal life i might not i might be just interested in looking at it but then it suddenly turned from you can't buy a class anymore you can only buy the class or full access to all masterclass for a year, but
2: I don't, I don't know when I'm going to
0: get to watch that. I want to have it sitting on my hard drive so that I can watch it whenever I want to. You know
2: what I think is funny? Um, a number of years ago, LinkedIn owned by Microsoft, right? I, I believe now. And around the same time of acquisition, it was either LinkedIn as a company or somehow LinkedIn ended up acquiring, what was it? Lynda.com which is basically master, the, the original masterclass, mm. right? Or Udemy or Codecademy because it's just everything. And what a lot of people don't know, I have a premium subscription to LinkedIn, right? Um, and it comes with a lot of advantages. I think it's actually a decent product, although I have a very strange relationship with LinkedIn, but that's another story. Mm. Um, one thing that I think it's about $30 a month um, for the LinkedIn subscription comes with that a lot of people don't notice is a full subscription to the entirety of the continuously updated what was lynda.com educational library, right? And and like basically nobody realizes that like, oh, holy shit, on top of all of these other just things that are readily apparent to me as an advantage for uh, getting a LinkedIn premium subscription, you've also got continuing education, like basically ad infinitum,
0: that is interesting. Like collaborations and package deals like that are are quite interesting, and you know, in a lot of cases, do make the difference. I think, but I think we're um, slowly getting to the hour mark. So we
3: have, yeah. This has been fun. Yeah,
0: good conversation. It's been fun yeah. talking Thank
3: about you. Internet of Things. I'd like to know. You know um, what our listeners, our, our watchers are using. Um, maybe you can tell me what is. You know, if you are in the real estate game, what is working for you and what what tech I haven't seen yet. I'd like to hear from.
0: Yeah, let us know when you're yeah. traveling. What you came across in your own home, what you're using. That'll be interesting, actually. Yeah, Wi-Fi oh.
1: connected air conditioners.
0: Wi-Fi
3: it. connected air conditioners. Um, yeah.
0: Mm. Like, like, uh, do we need
1: them coming home <laughs> heat, no no heat like it coming home winter time heat up the kids are asleep in the car heat up the kids rooms in the living room just start it up and go or you know you're in your room and what's the temperature in the kids bedroom yeah oh like, yeah. okay yeah smart homes, the smart coffee, homes are put, a thing put of the, the coffee the future. on in the morning yeah
3: all right well
2: thanks for your time folks good to see, see again. you again hopefully i'll we'll be here uh, next week too but if not I'll be here. I'll try to promise.
3: <laughs> yes, put it in your diary, Matt. Put it in your diary. Just block off. It is.
2: Week. It is. But then, like, money comes in.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, What? You actually work? I thought we we're just doing this for fun. All right. See you soon, guys. Yep. See, ya. See you guys. Bye. 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 Guys. Bye. So, there you have a deep dive into the smart homes and tech rabbit hole. Really fascinating stuff that's being updated and reinvented on a daily basis can't wait to see what other innovations the near and not so near future has in store for us. Brave new world and a really fun topic, or at least I thought so. Now before we go, we're also as always going to tell you and also link to our other sponsors website. That's Hiroshi Shimizu, immigration lawyer and administrative scrivener. If you're thinking about moving here on a more permanent basis, or you're already in Japan on some sort of a temporary visa, and you want to switch to a longer term or permanent one, or if you're considering setting up a local company or a branch office of a foreign company and you've got any sort of business or visa-related inquiries, or even if you just want to find out what your options are on any of these topics, feel free to contact Hidoshi Shimizu. You can find him at japanimmigrationexperts.com and he can help you set up a company, apply for any kind of visa, or just provide you with the best advice and extremely affordable consultation related to these topics. And he's already done that for many of our listeners. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, that's japanimmigrationexperts.com, and you'll be well on your way. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks, and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section or wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, have a great day or night ahead. Yoroshiku.